0: Welcome to the Life in 20 podcast, where you will learn something from everyone you meet in 20 action-packed minutes. Now, let's get lit with your hosts, Paul, Carson, and McCoy LeBlanc.
1: Zach Draper, how you doing, my friend? Doing excellent. excellent. Especially now that I'm with family again.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. And thank you so much for carving out the time to be on the Life in 20 podcast. We really appreciate it. So, hey, we always kick off the pod. We jump right in with kind of the guest journey per se, right? Um, Uh So tell us, you know, who you are. Walk us through
1: how you got to where you're at. Well, life growing up was pretty crazy for me. My mother was going through rough times when I was young, so I bounced back and forth between there and my grandma's house. I went to 13 different schools as a kid, which made school rather difficult for me. Then ended up, yeah, growing up and chose my profession professions i should say and i love
0: it
1: i mean that's just in a nutshell kind of you know
0: so you so i saw in your bio you audiovisual manager been doing that for 15 years you also yes. are doing school right and i don't know oh. get me caught up because see i'm fascinated by zach's journey i've been telling the kids about it feels like <laughs> zach takes a month off every year And I'll follow him on Facebook and he goes to all these cool places and he just feels like the guy that's getting the most out of life. Maybe back up a little bit, talk us through how you got to where you are, why you chose that profession. And I like the professional part here. I'm sure the kids are kind of interested in that. Our target audience is really Gen Z. And so we'll talk a lot today about, you know, life lessons and mistakes and things that we would want to share on with our kids. Right. Um, Yeah, for sure. So walk us through how you got to where you are, because it sounded like, you know, you know, it wasn't easy to get to where you are. And now you've kind of settled in. What was that like? And how'd you overcome?
1: All right. So honestly, like I said, I really hated school up until it was uh, when I got into Lewis and Clark High School. And uh, oddly enough, everything was cannabis related. And that's why everything worked out well there. Everybody seemed to connect well with each other but I still was a troublemaker at that point in time and I ended up getting kicked out. What grade
0: were you in Zach, by the way, when you got kicked out?
1: Uh, sophomore year, sophomore okay. year in high school.
0: I love it. This is, Hey, this is full transparency. You know, we, okay. we love the honesty and we love the stories. These are things, these guys can all learn from, right? And <laughs> yes. so
1: this is all good. I believe in education, not prohibitions. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, ended up sophomore year, got kicked out of Lewis and Clark High School and ended up going to what they call Last Chance. Chance. <laughs> so I uh, ended up there. Um, I was way behind on credits, tried this program, which was working great to get me all caught up so I could be on time for graduation and do my senior year. Unfortunately, I busted down at the Spokane Bus Plaza Center because I had cannabis on me. And so I ended up going to juvenile hall because I had a trespass charge that was kind of pending and deferred. So they slapped that on with me too, which ended up taking me to juvenile hall. So when I got there, they gave me a choice. Well, you could either go on the work crew or you get your GED. So I ended up getting my GED, which worked out great. Because of all that, the classes I was telling you about trying to catch up with credits and stuff, I, at the time, placed eight in the country of all-time high scores for GED. Wow. There you go. What a rebound.
0: It's crazy. Mm-hmm. What what clicked? What what why why all of a sudden did it just click for you and and why the effort then? What did you learn a lesson there and th- that was a reality check?
1: Yeah, it's well kind of like much kids until they get out of high school I I thought school was worthless or there's no point of being there. I thought I I'd, I'd be better off out in the real world trying to get a job. I did a lot of working throughout my younger days and I waited up. I was like, well, do I want to go out and be digging a ditch or would I rather be in school hitting the books? And I was like, you know, the books sound much better. So that's where I ended up going that that route. And then I, I just, it's kind of funny because I was just going to leave it at the GED. And then my mom's friend, Charles Knorr, he was like, well, wh- why don't you do something with us? Why don't you go to college? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'd go for. He's like, just go take the asset test. Just go take it. So I took the asset test and they were like, oh yeah, you're ready to go for college. And I was like, huh? So it inspired me. Then I tried to figure out what I wanted to do with the college. And me and my friend David, he's an Irishman, we call him Dahi. We were scuba divers at the time. So we were like, well, why not go to school for welding? And then we'll go to school for underwater welding. So I ended up doing that. Unfortunately, he went a different direction. He got out and went into the Iron Workers Union. I got out and went to Divers Institute of Technology. Which all occurred during the whole 9-11 thing, was just for a timeline reference. Graduated from there and went out to the Gulf of Mexico and became an underwater welder. I got down there. My daughter's mother, Chantel, moved down there with me, ended up getting her pregnant. And so we ended up moving back to Spokane. It took me a while to find another job. So I was just doing welding and fab for a while until I found Harbor Offshore Incorporated. I joined with them and they pretty much broke me out as a diver. So spent 10 years being an underwater welder, ended up, became a single father because my mother's or my daughter's mother left and I couldn't do that anymore. I mean, this was for timeline, that's about 2011-ish. Mm-hmm. That's when the recession really hit the diving industry. So coupled with the recession and being a single father, I had to give, give up my dream. Um, you know i shouldn't say give up my dream because my daughter is really my dream <laughs> oh, Marianne, it's a good one. i literally had three thousand dollars left in my pocket i didn't know what i was gonna do was really scared was living in a 30-foot trailer with my daughter and my brother at the time ended up that i was like I a friend came up and he's like hey you want to buy some dj equipment and i was like hmm <laughs> yeah And I've always loved my stereos and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, I might be able to make something of this. And so I bought the DJ equipment and put myself for sale on Craigslist and just slowly built my way up from being just like a club DJ and then really getting into where the money is at, which is wedding and corporate events and functions of that sort. Mm -hmm. And pretty much been doing it ever since. It, It was really nice because I was able to take my daughter to school, from school. I was there at all of her basketball functions, band functions, everything you could possibly imagine. Then I'd get, you know, get home, do the thing with her. And then I was off to work and then wake up in the morning, rinse and repeat. Wow. And so that's yeah, how we, how we lived life. So, and uh, now, you throughout all of that, I left a lot out about the cannabis, but the cannabis has been a sole supporter in my life. It put me through college three times. Uh, it's. It, it, I'm currently a cannabis consultant. I fly around the country, setting up cannabis farms, all over the place. So it's coupled with the DJing thing. Obviously, when I started, it was illegal and frowned upon. <laughs> but now it's a little bit more accepted in the. Zach was a pioneer.
0: So. He's a <laughs> pioneer.
1: Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <see> that.
0: <laughs> hey Zach, can I step back for a second on the underground yes, welding? That's interesting. Yeah. Curious. What? How much does that? career pay like starting out and like let's say you're 10 years in what kind of what kind of life does that provide
1: my last year i made a quarter of a million dollars that was of course before taxes right and that that was a solid good year working and that's here in this area so geographically what happens is you can work for dive companies but the best way is to be union because you get all the benefits and you get nice nice pay scale um I'm not sure if they changed the local number, but we were local pile drivers, man divers, local 86, that was out of heights down there. Then we had a satellite office that was inside of the, I can't remember the the construction laborers or whatever. Mm -hmm. We actually had a satellite office over here and ran out of that. So at the time when I left, the union scale pay was $110 an hour. That's not, that's not including depth pay, penetration pay, and all the other pays involved with that. That's in the Seattle area. And then you come over here, and it was about sixty-five dollars an hour. Then you get into Montana; and it was about, I think, it was forty dollars an hour. And mind you, this was back when I left, and in the industry yeah, 10, in about two thousand eleven. Yeah. So I can only imagine what the scale is now.
0: Well, that's good. Well, I appreciate you letting us. Up. This, thank you, by the way, of taking us through that. That's perfect. Clock's ticking. We have ten right. minutes left with Zach. I know it's fast. Carson, why don't you start us off? <laughs> What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Stay in school.
0: (laughs) Stay in school.
1: Yeah, so initially, like I told you, I went through the welding. I went through college for welding, then I went to the Divers Institute of Technology. After that, I came out and I wanted to get some degrees as far as agricultural and horticulture, horticulture go. So I spent a year getting my basics on the way to an AA for a direct transfer degree to... Washington State University. Turns out in the middle of that, it wasn't really what I was going after. So I left school for about two years, came back, was able to use all those credits I had from that time. And fortunately, they allowed some credits from before, which took off a bunch of slack as far as my two AA degrees. Ended up getting my associate's degree in agricultural, agricultural business and small farm, greenhouse nursery management. And which is coupled for a plant science degree, a a bachelor's, and then coupled with a doctorate, which is in -hmm. metaphysics relating between the relationship between human beings and plants.
0: So think Mm -hmm. about this, Zach, early on, right? When you think you know it all, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all did at your age, school didn't matter, right? You grow, (laughs) you mature, wiser, you see more. Look how important school was to where he's at today and and getting back in it and how critical that was. McCoy, what you got? So I know you already talked about like
1: how much you made when you were doing like underwater welding, but what is like the starting Mm -hmm. salary for someone in your profession right now? I haven't researched that in a while. Well, my profession is in the audio video trade or are you talking about the diet? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay, AV, it's going to start out as basic minimum wage and then it just takes time and experience. It just so happens, I well, I started out with my own business with my own company, then got on with Amped Entertainment, which I was with them for several years. Stopped with Amped Entertainment, we went different directions. That's when I really started to pick up my own business, which is A to Z Entertainment, which is now coupled with Party Labs Entertainment because I had to do a name change. We can go on that later. And then I just got this last October Entertainment Warehouse picked me up. So I, I make Ruffle. Anywhere from fifty to seventy-five dollars an hour, MCN and DJ, essentially. So when you do the gigs,
0: Zach, maybe just spend a second on like what what is a wedding? What's the going rate for a wedding today? An event like that?
1: <laughs> I'm kind of expensive. It's a thousand dollars on all the way up. You know, really, just for you know basic DJ setup. Okay, and then I have projectors and screens and extra party lights and all sorts of other things that are extras. And depending on how big of an event they're actually looking for. So all my gear is brand new and it's completely updated and professional. So it really goes good with the theme with weddings. I had to dress it up a lot more for the weddings, if that makes sense. Yep. Cool. Carson, you're up again.
0: Who do you look up to?
1: Unfortunately, well, It's hard to look up to anybody these days because most of the people I looked up to have passed away. Biggest, biggest influence of my life was Roy Draper, my grandfather. I grew up, I've never met my biological father, but I've had lots of stepfathers through the years. Well, sorry, two, two stepfathers through the years. Because of that, my grandfather, he, he was the biggest influential role in my life and helped mold me into the man I am today. And number two would be William Rose, which was my uncle, not by blood. But uh, by attachment, he taught me a lot about life, and so those are those are the two main men, and they've they've passed away. So it's hard for me to look up to anybody anymore. If that makes sense, yeah. I don't know.
0: Absolutely does. McCoy, what you got? What do you think is your biggest
1: regret? Dental health. <laughs> Take care oh my god! Take care of them, teeth, kids. Take care of them teeth. <laughs> That's a good I one. That. I love that. <laughs> That's <a good laughs> Too much Mountain Dew and not enough brushing, so take care of them teeth. <laughs> oh my god. That is so good. That's that's too. gotta be the best
0: best one yet. It has to be. <laughs> Zach, you kind of covered this, but we we like to ask our guests because our target audience is right in that seventeen year old range. But what would mm-hmm. you say to that young seventeen year old Zach Draper right now?
1: Well, that's a hard one. You know. Uh, that's a hard one i like the person i am so it's hard to look back and be like oh hey don't do that because all of it shaped me and molded me into what i am today and i'm rather fond of myself honestly (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that (laughs) you know what you're you're saying is it it, it did shape who you are right and Mm i don't know if you'd have the same outlook on life if you hadn't struggled early right Correct. So correct. Tell, tell us about these these month long trips. What am I seeing here when you do that? How do you do that? <laughs> Is that just the benefit of working for yourself? T- tell tell the young generation how you make that possible and when you started doing this.
1: Well, my first well my first cross country adventure was uh, obviously to the Gulf of Mexico for diving. After that, my next one was in 2011 when that recession hit and I went looking for a job. I literally went everywhere around the country looking for a welding and or a diving job and could not find one anywhere. So I was using Craigslist to be able to sustain me, tree cutting, cutting lumber, what the heck ever, right? That, that whole thing, it took me a hundred days to get back home, unsuccessful without a job. That's when I was really, ins- I met our East Coast family, by the way, you guys, if you haven't, they are. Flippin awesome! Can't say <laughs> yes, that, that's when I was introduced to, to the East Coast Cruise and we've grown a very, very close relationship since. That journey kind of just inspired me to keep that, the travel wanderlust alive it, after every year. And I was like, you know, know what, no matter what happens, I'm going to dedicate that month. Hey, and, and usually it either starts or it ends at the family reunion, one of the two, I- so yeah. So this year it's going to start at the beginning of the family reunion. And then, you know, I won't be back to work till what, end of August or something like that.
0: What kind of places have you hit?
1: across the country?
0: Yeah, what would have been some of your favorites?
1: Oh man, well, I've been everywhere, man. That (laughs) ain't no joke. Except for Alaska and Hawaii, but I love the coastal areas up north in Maine and Massachusetts is great. Key West holds a special place in my heart. New Orleans is fun, yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, those are probably my three favorites. People ask me all the time, well, you're always traveling. You know, Why don't I move to any of these places? I love Washington. There's there no place I would rather live than in Washington. The other place would be me because I, I've been everywhere and I just, nothing appeals to me. I get here, I got snowboarding. I got five mountains with an hour and a half. I got hundreds of lakes that surround me and that's where I spend most of my really on my lake, on the lakes and stuff, so... So this new
0: tradition that you have, how long do you go for? And you said either you leave or you return. And so how many of these trips have you done now?
1: I've been doing this, like I said, pretty much since 2011. So, oh, uh, wow. two, two, 2012, i say, was my first actual one. And been going gung-ho ever since.
0: Always road trips?
1: Yes. I prefer to drive. I get this an underwater welder afraid free to fly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Cousin Dana broke me of that for uh, Shauna's wedding. She actually flew me out there for the first time. I can't remember, you know, I was 30 something years old for my first flight. I've been flying a lot ever since. So yeah, mostly road trips. And how I do that is you got to stay frugal. You know, I have a cup of noodles, you know, not eating out at Burger King, you know, making your own sandwiches on the road. And, you know, people are always like, how do you afford this? I should write a book on it, how to travel across the country frugally. Should You can make it work and you can make it happen just as long as you make time for it. And understand what your mm-hmm. your true boundaries are. Obviously, gas is the biggest thing, but hey. uh, and I always rock a minivan, so like, perfect place for an inflatable. To play to play. <laughs> wow.
0: Love oh. it. Okay, <laughs> guys, we got like a minute left. If we go over a little, not a, not a big deal. Carson, what else you got? Um, do you have a favorite quote or saying that would resonate with Gen Z, or one <laughs> that you like live by? <laughs>
1: mine is if it ain't broke break it so you can fix it <laughs> <laughs> wow i like that one That's
0: good <laughs> uh. i got it i'm sorry i had to take notice, I to take
1: notice on I that,
0: love it course, you got anything else no you good i mean you're whizzing through these we like we, we like everything that you've you've brought to the podcast today zach i just one thing i want these guys to capture is that, and I told you this in kind of the intro to get you on is that I've never seen you in a bad mood. I'm sure you have them, but like, you know, you, 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 you always, you know, walk around, with a smile on your face. You're so easy to, you know, network with, to interact with, to share stories with, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm honored and, and blessed to to, to call you family and, and, and all that. And I, I miss, I miss the heck out of you. Keep keep the spirits high, and we can't wait to to see you again.
1: Yes, sir, and thank you for having me on here. I watched the first two; they were great, and I was like, you know. And next thing you know, boom, you guys sent me an invite, and I'm like, heck yeah, absolutely. <laughs> why would we want
0: the guy on that's a professional partier that road trips everywhere?
1: I mean, why would we want him on? <laughs> we love you, we love you, Zach.
0: We're gonna run. Take care, buddy.
1: Ro- love Bye you there. too, guys. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good yes. one. <laughs>
0: That was awesome. Appreciate you hanging in to the end. If you guys found this helpful or enjoyed this conversation, be sure to follow the show on whatever podcast application you use. New episodes release one to two times each week, and we love to have you as a regular listener.
1: If you learned something new, found value in the show, or key takeaways that could benefit others, please share with your network. And if you could please leave a review, that would be greatly appreciated as it helps others find the Life in 20 podcast.
0: Okay, with that, we'll catch you on the next episode.